the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Finland to join NATO without delay. Finland's long-term uh, partnership with NATO is close and wide-ranging. Wide Kentucky Senator Rand Paul slows aid to Ukraine. This bill under consideration would spend $40 billion. This is the second spending bill for Ukraine in two months. The ongoing crisis continues at the southern border. If anybody is caught coming over the border that might have mental issues, that they'll be allowed to stay in the country. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast, your first look at today's top stories for Friday, May 13th. I'm Mike Scott. There is history in the making for Nordic countries in Europe. Finland's leaders officially announcing they're in favor of rapidly applying for NATO membership, paving the way for an historic expansion of the alliance that could deal a blow to Russia as its military struggles with its war in Ukraine. The announcement means that Finland is all but certain to join NATO, though a few steps remain before the application process can begin. Neighboring Sweden is expected to decide on joining NATO in the coming days. The Kremlin reacted to that development, saying that Finland's move to join NATO won't help stability and security in Europe. CNN's international diplomatic editor Nick Robertson says that Finland feels that this is the right time to apply for NATO membership. We've heard from President Biden saying that he gets the sense that President Putin is boxed in by his actions uh, in Ukraine, that because they're not successful, he doesn't see an off-ramp. And this, uh, Finland and Sweden joining NATO, and I think, you know, just let's just analyze one second what we've heard there from the president and the prime minister. This is them saying this is the right move. We know that about three quarters of the population here agree with that. Robertson says that despite a few small steps remaining, Finland's application to NATO will be supported. There are a couple of small steps to go, but this was, I think this is the very big and significant announcement given everything else we know. We know that the Prime Minister's party on Saturday is expected to uh, make its decision, but very clearly the decision is going to be to support NATO membership. Robertson goes on to theorize how Russian President Vladimir Putin may react to the news of Finland joining NATO. This will realize uh, President Putin's fears in his mind. Of course, this is not an action against Russia. The uh, Finnish president was keen to state that last night. This is, a, this is an action for Finland's security. It's not an action against anyone, he said last night, and that means Russia. But for President Putin, um, he will see the reverse effect of the reason why he went to war in Ukraine. NATO now doubles the length, or is likely now, to double the length of its border with Russia. Robertson goes on to explain that being unable to keep NATO from growing its border, coupled with the growing quagmire in Ukraine, Russian President Putin's next moves 
are a cause for concern. And for President Putin trying to find an exit strategy that he can sell to Russians um, for his, uh, as he calls it, a, a special military operation, a war in Ukraine, um, the failure to keep NATO at bay in his terms, uh, and in fact the increase of NATO's presence in his terms on Russia's border is going to be an even harder sell. How Russia reacts to this um, is what concerns Finland at the moment. Finnish Foreign Minister Pekka Hasvesto says Russia's behavior recently has been dangerous. Unpredictable behavior of Russia is uh, an imminent uh, issue. Russia is more prepared to carry out operations that are also high-risk operations for Russia itself and will, will result in high casualties for Russia as well. Hasvisto says Finnish public opinion for Finland to join NATO has soared during the months of the war in Ukraine. Finland's long-term uh, partnership with NATO is close and wide-ranging. Wide during the past months, the public support for NATO membership has soared in Finland, being now somewhere around 70%. Meanwhile, back here in the U.S., Jim Talent, a former Missouri senator and senior fellow at the Bipartisan Policy Center, joined the Hugh Hewitt Show to discuss Finland's announcement to join NATO. I think it's very significant, you, especially in the context of the fact that the NATO powers now understand that Europe is a, uh, is a net security consumer, not a security provider. In other words, I think and hope it means that the European countries are going to increase their defense budgets to begin providing more hard power deterrence by denial. And, you know, they have the uh, ability to do that. They should be doing it. They started doing it under President Trump, and I think they're going to do more of it in the future. Talent goes on to say that while he believes America should have a defensive presence alongside other NATO troops in Eastern Europe, he doesn't believe any Americans will be ever stationed in Finland. The Finns are highly capable. Uh, I don't think we're going to have to put American forces there. I do think and have advocated for some time that a stronger posture, in other words, more American forces in Eastern Europe as part of combined NATO forces would be very, uh, uh, very stabilizing. Had we done that uh, in the years past, uh, this Ukraine war may not have occurred. Turning to the latest from the war in Ukraine. The armed forces of Belarus will deploy special forces to the border of Ukraine because, in their opinion, the United States and its allies are continuing to increase their military presence at state borders. However, Ukrainians are continuing to push back a Russian advance across the Donetsk River. The fighting is taking place along the same bend where the Russians constructed two pontoon bridges which the Ukrainians blew up. Meanwhile, Kentucky Republican Senator Rand Paul defied leaders of both parties on Thursday and single-handedly delayed, until next week, Senate approval of an additional $40 billion to help Ukraine and its allies withstand the Russian invasion. The Republican senator from Kentucky says he's already offered an amendment trying to block the Ukraine spending bill because deficit spending is already derailing the U.S. economy. Americans are feeling the pain, and Congress seems intent only on adding to that pain by shoveling more money out the door as fast as they can. 
This bill under consideration would spend $40 billion. This is the second spending bill for Ukraine in two months. And this bill is three times larger than the first. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell says he does support the $40 billion package that he says will keep aid and arms flowing to Ukraine and its allies. Ukraine is not asking anybody else to do their fighting for them. They ask only for the resources they need to defend themselves against this lawless aggression. I strongly support the next package of lethal military assistance, which the House has passed with an overwhelming bipartisan majority. A national baby formula shortage is leaving a number of parents, including some lawmakers on Capitol Hill, scrambling to find a way to feed babies. Experts say the formula problems began last year as the COVID-19 pandemic led to disruptions in labor, transportation, and raw materials. Inventory was further squeezed by parents stockpiling during COVID-19 lockdowns. Then, in February, Abbott Nutrition recalled several brands of powdered formula and shut down its Sturgis, Michigan factory when federal officials began investigating four babies who suffered bacterial infections after consuming formula from that facility. Republican Conference Chairwoman Elise Stefanik says President Biden needs to take this formula shortage seriously. Joe Biden simply has no plan. In fact, when Joe Biden's White House was asked about the shortage, they laughed. Shameful. Make no mistake, there is nothing laughable or funny about this crisis. Representative Kathy McMorris-Rogers of Washington State says right now President Biden is failing America's parents. President Biden and the FDA must do more. This is a matter of life or death. What will it take for the Biden administration to reverse its inflation, supply chain and energy crises that are making the shortage worse? Oklahoma Republican Stephanie Bice says she and a colleague introduced a bill to help manage the baby formula shortage. Yesterday, my good friend Randy Feenstra from Iowa and I introduced H.R. 7718, the Formula Act, to try to combat the severe formula shortages that we are seeing across the country. Abbott has released a statement saying it was hoping to restart the Sturgis factory in Michigan in two weeks pending approval from the Food and Drug Administration. Abbott then added that baby formula would most likely take six to eight weeks to reach store shelves. Arizona took a cue from Texas Governor Greg Abbott and started busing migrants from the U.S.-Mexico border to Washington, D.C. this week in a protest over the Biden administration's policies on immigration and border control. Meanwhile, Attorney General Merrick Garland announced that immigration judges may now consider the mental health of an illegal immigrant convicted of an aggravated felony when considering their asylum claim or withhold their deportation. Jazz Shaw, editor and writer at HotAir.com, joined the Daybreak Insider podcast to discuss the border crisis, a new Department of Justice recommendation to border judges, and reports of baby formula at the border. They're actually making provisions that uh, we covered at Hot Air this week to ensure that if anybody 
is caught coming over the border that might have mental issues, that they'll be allowed to stay in the country. Shaw says that since the DOJ hasn't seemed to have given an explanation as to how screening for mental illness while considering asylum will assist in border security, there are a lot of questions that will need answers. I don't want to put this in a negative light on anyone, but I've had people in my own family who have had issues, uh, you know, with, with mental health. You know, that, it's a big thing. You know, it's very important. Um, how quickly can you find somebody that you just learned came over the border that they have mental health issues? Is a judge going to do that? It, are there going to be doctors who are going to be doing screenings and collecting background information? When asked if mental health screenings at the border will compound the straining of resources at the border, Jazz Shaw had this to say. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me, really. Uh this is a long process in being applied to a situation where it's already being too rapidly rushed to get everybody in and process them and find out who the Biden administration is going to allow to just come and stay. You know, it. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think we've had a good answer for that question. Shaw went on to say he doesn't believe allowing criminals to stay in the country if they have mental health issues will be received well by the public. And at least we used to have a system where, oh, we checked and you raped somebody or you killed somebody or you you did some bad things. Well, you don't get to apply for asylum. You have to leave. But now we're going to modify the system so that if you fall into that category, it's like, well, you might have had a mental health issue. So, yeah, I, I don't think this sells well with the public personally, but we'll, we'll see in November. When asked about the reports of baby formula at the border, Shaw says that the bigger issue isn't who is getting the formula, but why there isn't more formula available in the rest of the country. It's going to require a lot more investigation. There definitely is baby formula available, you know, uh, at the border. Uh, we've already had some reporting showing some of that. How much do they have? I don't know. I think the larger question is not how much of it is at the border. It's like, why isn't there more of it in the country? Did nobody see this coming? Shaw also says that, in his opinion, Attorney General Merrick Garland issued U.S. Marshals to ensure the safety of Supreme Court justices in the face of protest because even non-conservative media outlets pointed out it was a felony to threaten justices on the U.S. Supreme Court. People pointed out the actual law that says this is illegal after Jen Psaki came out and said, oh, no, we totally support this. You know, you should be able to go and protest. And somebody finally got through and pointed out to them, oh, by the way, that's a felony. You can't do that, you know. And so now, and, and Joe Biden said the same thing, basically. But, yeah, it's been pointed out too many times. I think they have reached the point of embarrassment where it's like, oh, right, yeah, that's illegal. Okay, well, then I guess we don't support that. Special thank you to Jazz Shaw for joining the Daybreak Insider podcast. To read more from Jazz, go to hotair.com and follow him on Twitter at Jazz Shaw. Combating high gas prices, 
House Democrats plan to bring to the floor a bill that would allow the president to have the authority to declare an emergency that would make price-gouging gasoline illegal. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi announced the effort Thursday, and it comes as Democrats seek to blame record-high gasoline prices directly on the oil industry amid fears that angry voters will punish Democrats in the midterm elections in November. And price gouging needs to be stopped. This is a major exploitation of the consumer because this is a a product the the consumer must have. Again, the, the Putin tax hike at the pump is a part of this. The so-called Consumer Fuel Price Gouging Prevention Act would also give the Federal Trade Commission the power to issue penalties for price gouging, according to a summary of the legislation. The measure would prioritize penalizing larger companies while protecting independently owned gasoline stations. On Thursday, the government reported that U.S. producer prices soared 11% in April from a year earlier, a hefty gain that indicates high inflation for consumers and businesses will linger in the months ahead. Daybreak Insider's Ben Thomas has details on that story. The Labor Department's producer price index was five-tenths of a percent higher in April than in March, and when compared with April of last year, producer prices were 11 percent higher. Still, both figures represent a slowdown from March. It's the first decline in the yearly data since December 2020. In key categories, shipping and warehousing prices leapt 3.6 percent in April from March. Food costs rose 1.5 percent, and new car prices rose eight-tenths of a percent. Ben Thomas, Washington. And finally, for the first time, scientists have grown plants in soil from the moon, collected by NASA's Apollo astronauts. Researchers had no idea if anything would sprout in the harsh moon dirt and wanted to see if it could be used to grow food by a new generation of lunar explorers. The results were stunning. Robert Furl is a scientist from the University of Florida. For us, yeah, the first message is, holy cow, plants can grow in lunar soil. And besides that, we've now learned that there are some things we'll have to know and be able to do better if we want to grow crops. Other University of Florida colleagues planted Thale Cress in moon soil, returned by Apollo 11's Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin. Annalisa Paul, a biologist and geneticist from the University of Florida, explains the experiment. For their first week or so of life, there was really no difference between the controls and the lunar plants. So there wasn't something inherently toxic to the plants in lunar regolith that would prevent plants from growing. So everything else, everything else downstream is how can we mitigate any negative responses? And so that was the start and the positive spin on all of this. We eventually did thin them down to one plant per, per little micropod. Um, so it would be easier to follow and calibrate. But at the outset, everybody grew. Stephen Alardo, a geologist from the University of Florida, goes on to explain what they'll be doing next. That was the first step in what's going to hopefully be a very long, multi-decade process of figuring this stuff out. And when we get back to the moon, doing it on the lunar surface. 
So it's easy to sort of look back at the Wright brothers now and say, hey, that was the first time. You know, they're just trying it out. It worked, and look at where we are now. Of the Apollo 11 samples, soil obtained from the Sea of Tranquility, which has been exposed to a couple of billion years longer to the elements, were the least conductive for growth, according to scientists. One solution might be to use younger geological spots on the moon, like lava flows, for digging up planting soil. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider Podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at srnnews.com and townhall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Mike Scott. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.